0: in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching a special message, so grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney.
1: Not only did they have a problem, are you still with me? But number two, what? They had a promise Joshua and the men of war stood looking at the walls around that great city, remembering that God had promised Israel that they would get the victory before they ever were attacked, before they even attacked the wall. And watch this. God gave them the conclusion of the battle before the battle. So in a real sense, the battle was over before it started. Are y'all follow me over before it started. They had a promise, and we have a promise, Christians. 2 Corinthians, keep up with me. 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, we have his promise that our weapons are powerful through God. Romans chapter 8, verse 28, we have his promise our battles have been arranged by the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6, we have the promise of the armor of God as we go to battle. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. We have the promise of ongoing victory. Matthew 28, 20. We have the promise that we will never fight alone. Somebody say amen. Never fight alone. Psalm 25, 3. We have the promise that if we trust Jesus, we will never be put to shame. Saints, God did not save us to walk in defeat and victimhood. We are more than conquerors. Didn't we talk about it? We are more than, remember I told you that word conquerors? We are more than conquerors. I think it was a Wednesday night teaching and we talked about that word conquerors means that we are super conquerors. That we are hyper conquerors. We are more than conquerors. And watch this. Listen close. The victory, watch this saints. It came because of God's promise. God gave them victory based on his promise. They did not get the victory by praising their way into victory. Now listen to me close because there is a, a there is a teaching here. There's a teaching here that if we praise hard enough and if we praise long enough, then we can praise our way into victory fill in the blank, whatever it is that's needed, victory. Are you following me so far? That if, if we just worship hard enough and praise will bring down the wall and praise will give us that breakthrough. That is not what the Bible teaches. Now, listen to pastor very closely. I totally believe in praise. Look, we just say every praise is to our God. I believe that. I believe it's important to praise. I believe worship is critical. You'll notice from the text. I don't even have time to go into it, but you'll notice from the text before the word of God or the Ark of the Covenant, you have musicians going before it. Did you notice that? Oh, that's good. Before the Ark. You had musicians going before playing instruments. Why? Because music and worship softens the heart. Worship is like a hammer to the heart to break up that heart, heart and, and, and soften it so that when the seed of the word of God is planted into your, it finds good soil. Sometime when we come to church, our hearts are just not, I can tell y'all. I can tell when people are worshiping and when people are just mouthing the words. Because I'm watching you. <laughs> I'm watching you. And I can tell. And anybody sensitive to the spirit can tell when people are just, because when you come in life, come see, get in here and get in the church and the kids are acting up and you left the baby bag at home. We got to turn around, go get it, come back, get in the parking lot. The kids are crying all the way to church. You and your husband just got into a little kerfuffle. It's like, where'd that word come from? A little kerfuffle. Before you got in church. Now you got to Get out the car. and People, hey, how you doing? Praise the Lord. You know, just a few minutes ago, you were slapping kids and yelling at the husband and all kind of stuff. Well, then when you I ain't talking about here, I'm talking about the people that go to the other church, okay? Because y'all are all spiritual. Okay, fine. And so you get in here and you sit down. And it's like, every praise to our God. Wow, well, I'm going to get back home. and We got to pick up that argument Every word of worship is one accord. call. <laughs> you know you ain't worshiping when you go. <laughs> Every pray- you ain't into it because your heart is not prepared. And then when the preacher get up and preach the word of God, let me tell you something. There ain't nothing harder here than a little preacher's secret. There's nothing harder for a preacher than to preach to an audience of people whose hearts are hard and they're not ready to receive the word. Because when the seed goes out, the preacher takes the word of God like seed and throws it out just like that. And when the Holy Spirit takes into each individual seed and he plants it into each individual hearts. And if your heart's not soft enough, then what it does is it just pings. I'm working so hard this morning. Ping off your heart, and it doesn't find its way into your heart, and then the preaching is hard. But let me tell you something. When God's word goes forward and people have worshiped the Lord and enjoyed the presence of the Lord and opened up their hearts, like what happened this morning, preaching is completely a piece of cake. A piece of cake. Because when when i throw that word out the holy spirit puts that seed in your heart and in your heart and in your heart sir in your heart ma'am in your heart young people in your heart marlo especially in your heart marlo and <laughs> cuz you need the lord we all need him so the worship and praise is important somebody say amen we need the worship And Jesus said, if you don't worship, yes, sir. That's exactly what he said. If you don't praise me, the rocks are going to praise me. And I don't know about you, but I don't want the rocks doing something that I was created to do. No, ma'am, no, sir. Are you following me? So praise is important, but we must understand that they did not get their praise on to get the victory. They got the victory through obedience and believing the promise of God. Victory didn't come through praise. It came through promise. Number three, Israel had a partner. Israel's partner was none other than God himself. God was in absolute control of the battle. He was leading And he guaranteed the victory. Go with me to chapter five really quickly. Chapter five and verse 13. And it came to pass. Chapter five, verse 13. It came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and he looked and behold, a man stood opposite him with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, are you for us or for our adversaries? And so he said, no, no. But as a commander of the army of the Lord, I have come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth. And he what he do, saints, And he said to him, what does my Lord say to his servant? And then the commander of the Lord's army said to Joshua, take your sandals off your foot for the place where you stand is what? And Joshua did so. So a man stood with a sword drawn. Joshua said, are you for us or against us? And the man said, no, that's not an answer. He said, no, he said, I didn't come to take sides. I came to take over Christians. Israel had a partner. We have a partner. We have God on our side. Somebody say, amen. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And how many, maybe this to get your attention. How many of you this morning can lift your hands and say, God has always been on my side and I know it and I know it. Yeah, you know it. It doesn't matter what the odds are against you, saints. The Lord is on our side. It doesn't matter if the circumstances are insurmountable. The Lord is on my side. It doesn't matter if it looks hopeless. God is on my side and it doesn't matter if the situation is bigger than you are. The Lord is on your side. There's no need to be terrified. Or trembling or throwing the towel. God will always fight for his people. And God will always be there and give us the victory. Do you believe that? Romans chapter 8 verse 31. Memory verse. What shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be? And that's good news. Finally, number four. Israel prevailed. Israel prevailed. Joshua and the people of God marched around the city in obedience to the Lord and they prevailed. Now think about Israel. What God told them seems crazy. It seems absurd. And think about the people in Jericho. What they thought when they saw this army Marching toward them. Remember, I told you that the people of God, Israel, they were not warriors. They were worshipers. In other words, the people of Israel didn't know how to fight. They weren't trained in battle. So they're coming up to this huge fortress, this this, this massive uh, two system walled city. And the people in the city, the army around the city is looking, here, and these guys playing music and coming with the ark. They look really peaceful. And they probably said, what they think they gonna do? Y'all ain't gonna do nothing. Think about it. They thought these guys, they can't even fight. Israel, they get up to the wall and they start marching around. And the Jericho PD probably thought, what are they doing? They did it for six days. The people inside are marching and laughing at these clowns. On the seventh day, they march seven times around. The seventh lap, priests start playing when the saints come marching in. I like that. And they shout. And all of a sudden, the walls start crashing down and Israel prevailed. Christians, we will prevail. The church, I'm almost done. The church... And God's people will prevail. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. Just write it down. Jesus said, I say unto you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Did y'all hear that? The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We prevail because we are not victims, we are victors. Christians are not losers. We are winners. Somebody say amen. We have, we've got God. We're not losers. We're winners. Because we can do all things through Christ. Huh? Y'all ain't following me. We can do all things through Christ. Because he strengthens us. The Bible says we have to have faith. We have to see. See, remember that see, we got to see Hebrews chapter eleven six, six, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. And finally, saints, the whole plan that God gave them, I'm coming in, is illogical and it's strange. From a human standpoint, it makes no sense. From a military standpoint, it makes no sense. And from a logical standpoint, it makes no sense. And yet, that's what God said to do. But strange plans call for strong faith. Write that down. Strange plans call for strong faith. So our anniversary, the church's anniversary, which is going to be fantastic. Please come. Please bring your kids. It's going to be so much fun. It's going to be great. And so that was 1995, 25 years ago. Rodney, Miss Elvira, and the Finch family head to North Carolina. And, you know, we were out in something. for those of you that don't know, maybe we're living out in Southern California. I'd spent 13 years in the Navy and God told me to get out of the Navy after 13 years, which, by the way, I love the Navy. Go Navy. I love the Navy. And I love the Navy. Did I tell you I love the Navy? I love I love the Navy. And and so after 13 years, God literally spoke to me in a vision And God began to show us that we were to get out. And I did get out of the Navy after 13 years. I wanted to retire. Actually, they would have to throw me out because I was never getting out. I loved it. (laughs) And so God began to show us through a series of visions and dreams. Am I right about it, honey? Visions and dreams. I start writing them down. I have a journal in my office, like, like, like June 22nd. 1994. God said this, God said that, God said this, God said that. I kept the going in of my office right now. It was like God began, it was so clear, God began to show me it's like a movie. Like every night I'm going to sleep, I'm like, what am I gonna see tonight? It's gonna be like like I'm like it's like on demand Netflix or something. I mean it was like just like that. It really was. And, and so we moved and God told us essentially to go to a city that you don't know, I'd never been here, to go to a people that you don't know, to live in a place that you don't know, to a job that you don't have, to minister to people that you have never met. But with God, all things are possible. Am I right about that? All things are possible. He began to show, and here we show up 25 years later. Go check my Facebook timeline. I talk about it. 25 years later, we, we find ourselves in trade book apartments on Church Street, of all places. And the apartment manager asked me to start a Bible study. And I started a Bible study with 22 people I had never met. And we sat down, and they told me they were nice people. They said they were waiting for the. They were in there before me, actually, and they and, and they said, "Well, I walked in. I had my Bible, and y'all know I had my T-shirt, my shorts. You know the story, yeah. My T-shirt, my shorts, and sunglasses. I don't, I, you know, I ain't about all that collar stuff. I'm not against collars. I'm just saying I don't do all that. Okay, fine. I walk in, and people are nice as ever. They said, "Well, we just waiting for the preacher to show up." I said, "Well, I'm him." Y'all, they look like, guess who's coming to dinner? They were all white people. Did I tell you all that part? They were all white people. <laughs> you tell me God ain't good. <laughs> they were all white people. <laughs> there remember one black lady there, as a matter of fact. I remember correctly. And, uh, man, we sat down. I had everybody go around and introduce themselves. And then I said, open in your Bibles to Acts chapter one, verse one. The former treaties have I written unto the old Theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. And we've been teaching verse by verse for 25 years, the <laughs> word of God. Miss Dawn, you know that, you know that. Miss Dawn been riding with me for 20 years, at least 20 years. 25 years? Time flies. Did I have hair back then? I did have hair back then. <laughs> Look what y'all did to me. It made me bald. Somebody say amen. God is good. Am I right about it? Come on, clap those hands. Say amen. So I tell you, listen, the real battle of Jericho was not, listen to me close, I'm landing. The real battle of Jericho was not with the people of Jericho, the Canaanites. The real battle was in the hearts of the people of God. The real battle is would they believe what God said? And keep in mind, they're not really walking by faith, if you will. You're not walking by faith when God clearly tells you to do something. That's not called faith, sir. That's called obedience. So God said, I'm going to give you the city. What they needed to do was make up in their mind that they believed what God already said. You understand? So the real battle was in the heart. The real battle was what they believe. You know, lots of people are missing the blessings of God because they are afraid to walk and to trust God. God can't do a thing because you won't take one step of faith. There are some in this room and some of you joining me streaming. You know that God wants to do a new thing in you. You know that it's time. Don't let fear grip your life. You only get one life. Okay, live it for Jesus. Don't let fear grip your life. I don't know what that means. Maybe that means you need to go to school. Maybe that means you need to take a new job. Maybe that means you need to I don't, you're, fill in the blank. Okay, fine. But God is not going to, you can pray about it all, you can pray about it till you're blue in the face. It's time to stop praying about stuff and get up and take a step and see, try a handle on a door. God, is it, is this door open? Oh yeah. Okay, well we could do that. Well, let's take another step. Let me try that handle. Oh, that one opened as well. It's called a walk of faith, not a run of faith. It's called a walk of faith, not a crawl of faith. Am I right about it? God wants to do something. Take a step. See what God has. See what walls God will bring down. And he does that ultimately for his glory and for our good. Come on, clap those hands and say amen. His glory, our good, right? So listen, next week will be our last great Bible story. Have you guys enjoyed these at all? Have you enjoyed them? Yeah, thank you, Lord. Me too. And I've enjoyed sharing them with you, so thank you for being here, and thank you for your prayers and all your love, all your support. Uh, I appreciate that. So next week will be our last one, because the following week we're going to be outside for our our service, and then when we come back inside, we're going to pick up our verse-by-verse study in the book of Mark, okay? So we still have the Gospel of Mark. Y'all probably forgot about the Gospel of Mark. Yeah, we still got we got to finish it. I think we're on chapter eight. There's there's uh, how many chapters in Mark? Sixteen, right? So we'll we'll finish that. And um, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna take requests. So I never take. I feel like the piano singer with the big glass on the uh, on the piano. Like uh, drop a dollar in for the request. Um. What you guys want me to teach for my last one? What do you want me to teach? What are your thoughts? Um, not now, sir. Tell me later, okay? I can't take that from 200 people, okay? And he's security. <laughs> I'm feeling less safe. <laughs> so email me. Text me, sir. Email me. Or Facebook, DM me, and tell me what you'd like for my very, I, I think I know, I know what I want, but look, if I get enough requests, I'll just do what y'all want to do. And look, take advantage, because I never do this, okay? I never, I never, never, never do this. So uh, y'all tell me what you, uh, okay, just really quick, really quick. Okay, what, what'd you say? Daniel, okay, what? Anybody? Joseph? So we don't want the Bible verse. We want the story, okay? We don't know it like that, all right? <laughs> what else? What else? Give me one more. Job. Oh, that's a big one. Man. So you going through some stuff, huh?
0: <laughs> you have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina.